Hey everyone, welcome to uh, another episode of Thoughtcast by One Thing. Today we have uh, Upasna uh, with us who is founder at Whiteprint. Uh, some of you might have heard about a concept called as accessibility, but uh, very few of us actually have kind of worked in that direction. Upasna is one such rare person that I, you know, we kind of came across and uh, uh, what she's building is something that is, uh, uh, I would say, very revolutionary and very challenging because she's trying to bring our world closer to people who are visually impaired and uh, make them access information the way we do. Uh, in my opinion, the way we, the way people are, the way people react to, uh, you know, accessibility is uh, that they, they don't think that it is important or they, they don't think it, it should be mainstream because I think they have not experienced it. But if somebody uh, who has experienced it, and if you speak to that person, or if you of any kind of uh, you know disability, if you speak to that person, you'll realize that what kind of they what they kind of go through, and empathy is something that we need to build in our uh, processes as designers to uh, you know pro- solve their problems. So uh, without kind of digging much into what uh, we're going to talk about, I'll. Uh, welcome Upasana uh, to the to the episode and uh, Upasana uh, great to kind of uh, have you here and uh, love to know more about you how it happened to you what is the story behind white print thank you so much and thank you for having this conversation because I think it is very very relevant uh, in right. today's time and uh, mainstream is you know is, is the right word you use because that is what I've been trying to do since the past eight years right. trying to bring this mainstream and <laughs> remove uh, the conversation from the whole aspect and lens of charity yeah so uh, white print happened to me eight years ago in 2013 um I love reading newspapers. I think uh, even if it's 10 minutes, you're just going through it. I love that habit and I, and I really enjoy it. I don't know why, but I thought about it one day, like what is it that persons with blindness do, you know, early in the morning, you know, and of course, immediately looked up the web, didn't find anything. And then when you look up how, what is the population of persons with blindness in India, it sort of, you know, opens your eyes even further. Uh, it's about 15 million, right? And your census does not even account for the actual figure. Um, that is when I decided and, you know, did a lot of research for three months, spoke to people, you know, try and reach out to more people in the uh, community to find out why this did not exist earlier. I just wanted to understand, right? And uh, as soon as I would go to people, they'd be like, oh, now that you're bringing that thought, you make sure you implement it, right? And, um, that's what led me to, you know, quit my job. I, you know, started this uh, in 2013 as India's first English lifestyle magazine in real. And uh, it's a monthly magazine and it's primarily any kind of content that the cited are anyway spoiled for choice, be it in print, digital, in any format in real, which is a format that persons with blindness consume content apart from consuming it from the digital world. So it's, it's my whole idea is coexistence because uh, the sighted don't choose uh, only digital. The sighted don't choose only print. We coexist with mediums, right? That's the whole idea of white print. That's great. I mean, you know, reading a newspaper and then coming with a thought, which is, you know, trying to change the way things are done. Uh, not everybody kind of wakes up with that thought. Um, and I can 
you know, I can assure like not actually a lot of people would even think in that direction because as humans, we don't want to live in something that doesn't belong to or where we don't belong. So, uh, you know, brilliant thought there. So as you said, it's a, it's a monthly magazine and a, a where is it now? What kind of content uh, does it capture? And how are you using, uh, you know, the success of white print into other uh, publications that you're doing? Yeah, very interesting question. I uh, So white print in terms of content is just about anything, as I mentioned, sports, technology, if there are any new apps, new, uh, you know, software, new hardware that's coming out of for persons with blindness. Uh, there is recipes, there's food, there's short stories, there is... Uh, Right now, we're talking a lot about the climate crisis because it is important to our lives. Yeah, So it's just about anything. There's sports. There's a lot of interviews that we you know, talk to people. There's about menstrual hygiene. Just about anything that is important and interesting. We also had really good uh, writers and contributors in the past uh, eight years. We've had Parkhada who used to write for us. We had Sudha Murthy who used to share short stories with us. So we've had really interesting people write for us. And, um, you know, uh, coming to the fact that uh, we've also had Bollywood, like film, Hollywood, just about anything. Because I remember one of my readers said that I want to read what I might not even experience. Yeah. So my maybe my physical wow. disability might stop me from a going to Australia on my own, for instance. But I want to read about that place. I want to experience that place. So that, I think, became a guiding principle for everything that we put in the magazine. So um, I think um, this is what makes it very interesting that I can, you know, sort of uh, take, because it's like an oyster. Like, there is so much that is needed to be conveyed. Um, and in fact, I, I'd love to give this example that I, I the magazine is an English brain, like, First of all, for everybody who's watching, listening, uh, Braille is a script. It's not a language, right? So we can do any language in Braille, but we stick to English because that is where my, uh, you know, sort of efficiency lies in. And uh, what one of my readers who is in the rural uh, areas of Tamil Nadu, he said that, can I convert and translate it into my local language and send it out to my readers? That's where you understand that, India is is such a diverse place that and we live in a bubble where we feel like everybody has access to technology but that's not the that's not the reality yeah so he actually translates every article that white print does in tamil braille and sends it out to his friends uh, all of these things you know started making me think a lot that how uh, important it is, what is the paucity of resources, what is the availability of matter, uh, which is then which then brought me to a music film uh, called B for Braille, where we speak about Braille literacy, because India has such a huge population, but our Braille literacy is literally 0.1%. And why this happens is, again, because no resources, a person who wants to graduate might have to put in 10x the effort of a person who's sighted. Yeah. So those things then lead to worse job opportunities. You know, it's, it's a vicious circle. So then uh, that came about. Then we started doing tactile and braille resources to learn an alphabet in Hindi and English. After that, there was uh, one of my friends who said that you keep talking about India having such a huge population, but where are these people? Why don't we see them in our theaters? Why don't we see them in our 
book stores where are they which is where the whole accessibility and uh, you know that conversation came in and i'm like absolutely bang on you know i've been working for this but Mm, you're right because our public parks are not accessible our uh, an environment uh, in terms of the you know entertainment spaces sorry is not accessible um, your content is not accessible so or your spaces are not accessible so why would somebody uh, who has a, any form of disability walk into your space if i know a bookstore doesn't have braille books why will i go there right uh, if i am a person with blindness so um, which then led me to children's literature because i thought that if i talk about accessibility and inclusion at that formal level uh, you know in their formative years it might change the whole concept of inclusion and diversity in the years to come which is what led me to publishing three uh, you know we did a uh, we did the sarin 2018 uh, then we did an ebook an accessible ebook uh, in the lockdown and now i i sort of debuted as an author and i, I wrote about sports and persons with blindness and we spoke about sprinting and running right. you know as a sport so which you know it's literally conversations and the reality and the situation has brought me from one project to another yeah. in these years brilliant no wonder i mean my next question was uh, how did forbes 30 in the 30 happen now i have all the answers i don't think so i need to ask you that question but oh, brilliant i mean you know it actually happened very early on yeah. and uh, at the cost i mean of apart from all the other awards that you won uh, you know uh, during this uh, course of time i mean at the at the cost of sounding naive i uh, i did not apply for it i did not know about its existence and i love it because i i did not chase it it just right. that's amazing the right things which i felt were right and then i let it sort of flow through no i think you're trying to build make a, you know bring a change and uh, that's what you know gets captured and you don't have to actually go and look for it i mean they chase you uh, when you when they see that you know things are not happening the way they usually happen right you know as i picking up from what you just mentioned uh, you know our ecosystem things around us uh, you know what what is man made uh, is actually being built for most of it uh, and is actually being built for able population uh, you know and uh, that's just unfortunate that's i don't think so is a very empathetic way of looking at things or designing things and now things are happening you know they are trying to uh, incorporate uh, you know systems or uh be inclusive but that even that i think right now looks very forced you know it, it's like nice to have or add on you know and it should not be like that it should be part of your early process your design process your thinking process early in the day you know once when you're actually building something right so and that's what uh you know whenever we have also kind of try to design products and we 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 designed so many products whenever we uh, you know we're going to brought that topic out for our clients and hey let's be inclusive let's design in a way which mm. kind of uh, you know captures people who we don't really think of early uh, the the response is not very encouraging you know ultimately it's a cost to to somebody right but they don't realize the cost of this would be way higher mm. once it is done once things are already made true Right? right so i mean look at buildings around you look at parks around you they're not designed for disabled yeah. population yeah. yeah i'm not thinking you know you're making such i mean uh, for the first time i'm having somebody who understands what i 
scream, you know, at the top of my voice. Right. Because I feel like, and I read this somewhere that uh, no user is a normal user. Right. There are visible disabilities, there are invisible disabilities. And I think all of us have either temporary, permanent, any form of disability, right? But uh, I'll give you a, a live example of an Accessible India uh, conference that I attended five years ago. Uh, it was organized in Bombay and we had the government at the central level who had invited people like us who are working in this sector. And uh, all their material, all their reading material was inaccessible. So there were about 25 to 30 uh, people with blindness, but they did not have any format, be it, be it digitally accessible or in Braille available for them. Mm -hmm. And they were furious because they're like, why didn't, why did you invite us in, at a conference when you're not able to read the material you have for us? And then you promise us that there are going to be X number of changes that are going to be made. Of course, there are zero changes made in, in those levels. And I feel like if you build uh, thinking about how in the beginning, I think you would save on a lot of budgets, which I think a, like a lot of companies don't realize that if you, if you get into universal design right at the beginning, you might be saving a lot of money in the end to rectify a particular problem yeah because um as simple as i mean i've made my website on wix yeah i don't yep. have budgets but yep. wix is a completely accessible format i can right. add my image descriptions and that is what i need my users yeah. to be able to access my website right yeah so i think these are small steps that hmm. all can take at a level like Think about social media, for instance. Right. You know, there are these hidden features which Instagram or Facebook, they don't like scream out aloud, but yeah. also text is such a beautiful and easy way to make it accessible. Like your captions, which is now slowly coming to a few mm. accounts, uh, mm. which, are, which I wish was available just across, mm. you can make it accessible to the deaf population, you know, right. your content. And then you're opening up your markets to like, so many more people why wouldn't you as a company want to sell your product or yourself right. to whoever can pay yeah it doesn't yeah. need to be like you don't need to be you know able-bodied which i i absolutely uh think is 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 a myth it's it's not an it's not reality right. none of us are able-bodied in, in any way so just that privilege of wanting to feel like that just sort of diminishes the whole idea of yeah what inclusion or accessible accessibility can mean in the smallest and the most real, you know, meanings. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, you, you touched upon uh, a word, which is again, uh, you know, the ultimate objective of uh, bringing in accessibility is universal design, right? How, how close we can get to it. I mean, you know, as you said, there are different levels of disabilities. There are, uh, and there are different vary, variations within that, right? And I mean, in, in a designer's languages, there are multiple use cases that would come up uh, with something uh, if you try to explore all of it, right? How close we can get to universal design? I mean, can we be 100% inclusive? Not at all. Right. And I, I feel like nobody should try and do that. You right. know? I feel like take the small steps because I hmm. think that is what matters. Right. Uh, a very relevant example in terms of white prince journey when uh, companies advertise with me mm. uh, because we are not a charitable venture right we are trying right. to change the perception which is a bigger problem right so what i purely tell them is i'm not telling you your roi is going to you know rise up you're not mm. going to make like x number of profit right what i'm trying to tell you is it's going to add on to your image yeah? mm. so I'm, I'm selling you a very easy story i'm being very honest that 
you know people might perceive you way more like you they'll know you care about us hmm. so it can be the small steps and then uh the same thing like the same story coca cola loved it they hmm. advertised with us they ended up winning a couple of awards for that innovation Beautiful. yeah hmm. so i feel like the small steps i i think a lot of activists in this space also make it seem very uh that you cannot offend yeah you know there's this fear very you know sort of unsaid fear that people have yeah like, yeah, yeah. accessibility and inclusion oh my god am i going to offend a particular community if i don't do this but i feel like that's wrong like none of us before entering into this space were aware enough about right right it's, it's a gradual process it's every day learning something new like hmm. just two months ago i started learning indian sign language just for the fun of it like right. and i right. feel like i'm loving it it's not that i want to please the deaf community that oh my god yeah. and i want to tell the whole world you better learn indian sign language not at all yeah. i feel like even if i teach you one sign if i leave today i would have done my job because it would you know it would plant a seed in your mind yeah that, Oh wow I could think about this too it's it's just that like a lot of people tell me oh my god the work you're doing is so amazing and I'm like not at all it's 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 literally something so basic right. but unfortunately we have everyone doesn't need to be aware like why can't right. we make it so simple and inviting and fun for mm. people that come and try this this will also bring and you know this might also open up this avenue for you you know and if you do that slowly and steadily take those small steps I think universal design is is utopia. Uh, yeah. I don't think all of us can reach it, and I don't think we need to do that. Right. We can take one step a day, and we are fine. Like right. know, we make sure that tomorrow might be better than today, and I think that's all we need. We we we, I don't know if if that's the right term, but we try to uh, look down upon uh, yeah. people with disabilities. I mean, uh, we feel that we are more privileged, but hey, I mean, you don't. know how uh, you know some senses if if you know if nature takes away some senses then they, it gives you senses that you can't imagine right yeah in fact you know very funny thing though it's fictional uh, if you've heard about this show on apple tv called a c yeah uh, yeah it is beautiful i mean it's actually made on a world which is visually impaired i mean which is the normal Absolutely. and where people with vision are the ones who are actually disabled you know so <laughs> yeah. but the way the the way they go around doing things and uh, not even normal things actually fighting wars just <laughs> lets you think that you know anything is possible just they just make you believe that it is possible and it is it India. is i'm sure yeah yes like yeah. i know of i know like various professions you know it's yeah. not like the world view that people have especially in india that if you are right. with blindness you only have to become either a music teacher or you become yeah. a teacher or you sit at home Like, yeah 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 we go like i know dj's and rj's and chefs and lawyers and yeah. physiotherapists and somebody who can play 28 musical instruments you know wow. so it's like just about anything it's yeah. just that they don't yeah. use one side it's yeah. it's just a be who was sighted have abused one sense so sense, much yeah. hmm. that they don't end up using using the other sense yeah In fact, that whole show is made with people who are uh, visually impaired. So imagine they actually were able to create such a beautiful world out there. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, in our conversation, uh, you know, till now, I understand that you've been in the uh, driving accessibility in the physical form of things. You know, things around you that you can touch, feel. Uh, there's another world that you know 
that is getting created which is which people are getting dependent on you know day by day uh, which is uh, the digital world right uh, how how do you think uh, you know practices that you're following in the physical world can translate to uh, the digital part of things and how how as designers uh, one should kind of think in that direction uh, and create something that is more uh, inclusive and help uh, create a more universal or at least drive things towards universal design oh definitely so my i mean my constant approach uh, is to you know sort of marry the two right uh, because uh, as much as i want uh, people to uh, read braille because you know uh, it, it has a lot of uh, sort of benefits but i also understand that there is a sect of the population or even from the sighted for them to feel invited towards this you know to drive that for instance uh, if my book is also is available in braille like my story books it's also available as a sign language video it's also available as an audio book it's also available as a print book so i try to be as embracing as possible and i also tell other people or i know we've had authors who come to us in the past and you know they've they've done all of it because it's a lot of fun and we is like you open many 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 doors to it apart from that i have now started using uh, social media to put that voice out right because uh, social media accessibility is one of the biggest challenges that persons with blindness who use screen readers are not able to access in terms right. of because the content is not inclusive right. so we try and push for that that you know try putting uh, you know an alternate text to one picture a week maybe mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. not like if you're a content creator especially because now mm. every, you know people have that kind of influence on people why not for instance mm. i have from the person i'm learning isl the indian sign language um she was telling me about this very interesting uh, phenomenon that has happened that because deaf people have started using so much technology brands are now reaching out to them hmm. so that they're able to uh, sell their product to their community because that's right. a huge community and why wouldn't you want to reach out to them in the most right. accessible format because yeah. if you don't know uh, sign language as a, a person of hearing you might not be able to reach that audience you you've lost that market so you know thinking about it in that way like brands are like for instance savlon had come up with braille packaging and the first people that they thought of advertising was with us you know because they're like oh we need to reach to persons with blindness how do we do that and exactly what we did but yes in, in to make it more inviting for more and more people more and more designers i think uh, driving away the fear and you know making it easy and making it sound simple because why wouldn't want you know everyone might be using your product or your system or your design in a different way so if you are able to reach out to those many people why not right so i think uh, using technology and using uh, that to improve what we already have is is what our aim should be like not one medium or the over the other right. or not uh, like i remember um, listening to piyush pandey once and he's like radio everyone thought it was non existent you know at one point and then suddenly it came up right right so there's never one medium over the other you know? right technology for a known fact makes life simpler like right. i know one of one of my um, readers use uses a shopping pen 
Hmm. So when she goes, she loves independently shopping. So when she goes shopping, she uses that pen to point out to hmm. whatever she is wanting to buy, hmm. and then she'll decide whether you know that will read out the color, it'll tell what the color, the pattern is, and hmm. that helps her do like shop on her own. She doesn't hmm. need anyone. Right, right. So doing those things like little uh, affordable. I, I feel like in India also the question is of affordability. Can yeah. we? more affordable for people right. to actually use it yeah yeah not yeah. like make it inaccessible in those ways then you know we end up as i said no in early in the discussion we end up making things add ons or uh, you know need to have uh, and then put them in a category which uh, kind of obliterates them from mainstream and then suddenly the cost is unaffordable for everyone yeah yeah i think like proactively designing rather than yeah. reactively is, True. is better I exactly think, yes yeah yeah so what lies next for white print what lies next for upasna <laughs> so i'm definitely going to write more stories because i have seen the difference um, you know in a lot of children when they think and uh, what i've also started doing now with corporates is a lot of sensitization workshops because i feel like the uh, the the experience that i bring in of these years you know really helps me um, talk to people in another way which i feel normalizes disability a because i feel like once things are normalized it just becomes easier to accept and once you accept it you will work towards you'll work towards it for sure so yes i'm going to do a lot more books a lot more um, workshops because i feel it just changes so i i have recently moved on to also becoming an inclusion and diversity advisor um and i think it's it's a fun journey because i feel like in india we are we are just slowly warming up to the whole concept of uh, inclusion diversity accessibility and uh, it's it's amazing that you're bringing this dialogue forth because it is extremely important and and it it's is. so simple it's so simple and i and i know that everybody around is <clears throat> trying the best to drive this home so yeah i think wonderful that you're doing this yeah i mean it just need to be just needs to be thought that's it you know if it doesn't thought then it is it doesn't execute it that's all yeah it's just yeah. a seed that you yeah. plant and then yeah. the work is done good i mean this this has been a good chat i mean uh take away for us would have been uh, you know in our design process how we can uh, you know implement uh, so as i said that seed of hey let's start thinking inclusive and uh, not just design for one uh, category of uh, users and uh, you know build from there on as you said it can't be 100% but at least let's get started you know yeah good uh, thank you for being part of uh, this uh, episode and uh, look forward to kind of uh, more such stuff from uh, white print and you thank you for having me on the show <laughs> Great